The pages of a book are filled with tales of great adventures, stories of everlasting love, heartbreak, and the classic whodunit. Explore them all with your host, Laura Young. Welcome to Read Astray. Hello, I'm Laura Young, middle school reading teacher and avid reader in general. Welcome to Read Astray, a podcast designated to reviewing books. In today's episode, I will be reviewing three books of new poetry. These poetry collections are by emerging poets in a genre that has come to be known as insta-poetry. That means the writers started by putting poems on Instagram, and as they gained followers and recognition, they gathered their work into book form. They were all published by the same publisher. I have a special person in my life who knows I love books and likes to give them to me, particularly poetry books because there's a higher chance that I don't have them and haven't read them, and that's how I came to own these books. These are all super easy reads. I read each in their entirety in under an hour, but they are also set up so that you could just refer to a particular section if desired or definitely go back and find specific parts. One of the books is The Sun and Her Flowers by Rupi Kaur. Her first collection of poems, Milk and Honey, was published in 2014. It sold over a million copies and remained on the New York Times bestseller list for over a year. The Sun and Her Flowers was published in 2017, and it explores themes ranging from love, loss, trauma, healing, and femininity. The ratings on Goodreads, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon average 4.2 out of 5, so it is a well-enjoyed book. It is divided into five sections, which are wilting, falling, rooting, rising, and blooming. These poems do not have capital letters or punctuation. They do have line breaks, and many end with an italicized word or line that serves almost as a title or a summary. Some have panned Kors writing because they say it's trite and lacks form, but others love it and are moved by her words. Here is a poem from the wilting section of the book. I reached for the last bouquet of flowers you gave me, now wilting in their vase. One by one, I popped their heads off and ate them. I liked that poem because the pain and anger are so clear and so raw, and the last line is so unexpected and actually quite enjoyable. Here is another poem from the falling section. What is stronger than the human heart which shatters over and over and still lives? I could see this one being a tattoo on some poor heartbroken young lady. I don't think I would say it's a masterpiece, but it does convey feeling and hope. And here is one from which the title came. What is it with you and sunflowers, he asked. I point to the field of yellow outside. Sunflowers worship the sun, I tell him. Only when it arrives do they rise. When the sun leaves, they bow their heads in mourning. That is what the sun does to those flowers, and it's what you do to me, the sun and her flowers. I included this one in the review because it is the source of the title, but I also think it's a good example of the change in poetry over time. This poem clearly expresses a deep love, but the form is quite simplistic. The second book of poetry in my review today is Pillow Thoughts by Courtney Peppernell. Pepper Nell writes young adult fiction and poetry. 
This collection is also divided into sections. The sections all start with if you, like if you are heartbroken, if you need encouragement, if you are in love. Some of the poems look like poems, short lines and stanzas, but some are sentences and some are paragraphs. I think it's actually more poetry and short prose organized by subject. Here is one from the section if you are heartbroken. I picked up all your things and put them in a box. I was going to send them back to you, all those things you gave me, when you promised I was the only thing you needed. And then I realized, I can't put every kiss in the box or return every I love you. I can't return every time I held you or unwrite every love letter I wrote you. I can't undo every time I touched you or unhear the way you say my name. I can't send back every you're beautiful because things will never be the same. What am I going to do with all these things if I can never pack them away? Here is one from If You're Dreaming of Someone. We should kiss, not because you passed my way by chance, but because you stopped and I haven't been the same since. The reviews on this book averaged 3.8 out of 5. One reviewer said this book was more like a collection of inspirational comments for an Instagram or Facebook post, not a poetry collection, and that may be an accurate assessment. Nonetheless, there were some pieces in the collection that I enjoyed reading. You're listening to Read Astray. I'm Laura, your book review host from the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Have you noticed your teeth lately? Are they the vibrant white they once were or you wish they were? Henson Oakley on West Jackson Street in Cookville offers Zoom teeth whitening. For a wider, brighter smile, visit Henson Oakley Family Dentistry to see if Zoom teeth whitening is right for you. The third and final book in my review today is The Dark Between Stars by Atticus. Atticus, who has tried to keep his real identity hidden and a secret, has a huge social media following. This is his second book. The first is Love Her Wild. He has a third coming out soon. This book is divided into three sections, Stars, Between, and Dark. Stars covers the excitement of starting a new romance. Between is about the realties of commitment, and Dark is about being alone again. This collection is accompanied by some beautiful black and white photographs and has an average rating of 4.3 out of 5 stars. Granted, some of the pieces in this collection are not what I consider quality poetry, such as this one. I've always loved lavender. It's purple in all the right places. I mean, really, did I need a poet to tell me lavender is purple? That being said, there were some lines that were just as trite, but I loved. I just loved them, and I dog-eared the heck out of my copy. By the way, apologies to my dear friend, who absolutely thinks it's a sin to dog-ear a book. Sorry, but I disagree. I think a dog-eared book shows love and interaction. Anyway, here are some examples of the parts I dog-eared. Red wine is good for your complexion. It breaks you out in smiles. I had never thought of red wine that way. Although Atticus's book is taking place in Paris with two people falling in love, so of course red wine and smiling are involved. Here's another. There are magnets in my bones for the iron in her blood. 
These are the types of lines teenage girls dream of hearing from a Prince Charming. Do we ever really grow out of that? We sip the poisons our minds pour for us and wonder why we feel so sick. It certainly is easy to fill our minds with all the negative thoughts and possibilities, but the way he worded it made me think about, if it's so easy, why do we do it? Why don't we just stop? Did I enjoy these books? Yes, I did. Yet I'm not sure that in hundreds of years people will still be reading these poets in the same manner as Robert Frost, John Keats, Emily Dickinson, and Walt Whitman. Let's take a look at pieces or excerpts of two other poems that would fall into the love poetry category. The first is Sonnet 18 by William Shakespeare. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. And now Elizabeth Barrett Browning's Sonnet 43. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being an ideal grace. Both of these love poems are considered masterpieces. They are Petrarchian sonnets with 14 lines, an iambic pentameter, and a rhyme scheme. Clearly, these sonnets exhibit qualities that are not found in the modern-day insta-poetry. Here's another love poem considered to be exceptional, A Red, Red Rose by Robert Burns. Oh, my love is like a red, red rose that's newly sprung in June. Oh, my love is like the melody that's sweetly played in tune. Yes, it does have rhythm and rhyme, but is it better than that of these modern poets? That's a question to be considered. I remember way back when I was an undergrad at TTU, I was taking a literature class, and for some reason I can't remember, the regular teacher had to be replaced for the rest of the term by a woman I felt couldn't have possibly been younger than 138 years old. I still remember the teacher's name, but I will withhold it just in case she is the great-great-great-great-great-grandmother of a listener. Anyway, our first assignment was to analyze the lyrics of a Bob Dylan song and write a paper about what his lyrics meant. I thought this was terrific, and I annotated, explored, and interpreted the lyrics, and then wrote what I thought was an amazing analysis. She gave me a D, and told me the analysis was not at all what Dylan meant. I was furious. Poems and lyrics may indeed have one meaning from the author, but there's also what the reader takes away. And that is based on his or her experiences, and they are no less valid. I included that story because I think if any poem or poetry collection has value, it has value because the reader thinks it does. If the poems have meaning to that reader or invoke emotion in that reader, then they have done their job and they are worthy of reading. Clearly, these poets and their poet, poems resonate with millennials and Gen Xers who have their verses as tattoos, on jewelry, on clothing, and on social media and wall hangings. To end today's podcast, I will leave you with an excerpt of my personal favorite love poem, She Walks in Beauty by Lord Byron George Gordon.
She walks in beauty like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies, and all that's best of dark and bright meet in her aspect and her eyes, thus mellowed to that tender light which heaven to gaudy day denies. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm always open for more book suggestions or format suggestions. You can access me through social media. Tune in again next time for another book review. Until then, happy reading. You've been listening to Read Astray. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. 